Megan Mountley here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, I'm my master of wine, Meg Brotman, and Meg, we are, we're going heavy, we're in it. As we were pouring them, the colour got deeper and deeper and mm. deeper and deeper, and it was like the last one was like pouring syrup out of glass. Yeah. Out of the bottle. That's it, we're doing Malbec. Yeah, I mean, it's a variety that you particularly kind of like, don't you? I uh, no, no. <laughs> It's Tom's favourite. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I that's knew what there was some association. It's Tom with, loves with you guys. Malbec. Um, I had a pro. I actually have a problem that some of the Malbecs nowadays seem to be quite light and fruit forward and stuff, and not like the big. As much as I'm not into like big wines, I just if I'm ordering a Malbec, I want it to be a big. Bold, flavoursome, rich, ripe, oaky Malbec. You wanted to deliver. And when you talk about Malbec, are you talking about Argentinian Malbec? Yeah. when I was setting up this tasting, I was like, do I do all Argentinian? Do I do Australian? Because there's a, a surprising number of Australian ones. And I thought, let's just do it. Start with the OG. Well, it's not really the OG. The OG is in France. <gasps> it is too, isn't it? And they're very yeah, upset they, about that. No, they didn't like it. They pulled out all the plantings well, because no, they Carl, were like, it's not good enough. Carl's still, you know, Malbec, but it's got Merlot. There's a, it's almost 50-50 in, yeah. in parts. And they make a completely different style of wine. This is, isn't it part of it? It's a Bordeaux varietal. Yeah, it is, but in the southwestern Cal, it's the right. main variety in Cal, and they make the wi- black wines of Cal, so wines yeah. that needed to be aged for like four hundred years, and okay. we haven't got that. So this is sort of a a journey through quality, nice. I guess. Nice, um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting. Are we tasting. doing regions of Argentina? It's all Mendoza. All Mendoza. Okay. God, cool. we don't do the lisp in Argentina, but it's all Mendoza. <laughs> Why did you do and, it? And, and I copied sub, you. And sub-regions of Mendoza. <laughs> okay, cool. So Mendoza, I mean, I guess is the most popular or the most famous region. Mendoza accounts for 80% of all of Argentina's mm. wine production, something like that. Don't quote me on the numbers, but it's 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 a ridiculous yeah. amount. Yeah. When I represented a Argentinian winery, it was from San Juan. San Juan, which is part of Argentina, but it's a little bit further north mm. of Mendoza. It's a little bit warmer, drier, more drier. arid, arid, semi-desert it's like desert climate. conditions, yeah. yeah. But um, no, I think Malbec is a really cool one to do, and I'm I'm actually a sucker for a traditional Malbec. Okay, well, yeah. let's go. Well, I don't first want any all, contemporary stuff coming in here. But um, yeah, what do you got? Fun fact. Well, fun fact is it's more of a. A note. My little sister's been travelling in the Basque region of Spain and she reminded me of a wine that I had completely forgotten about called Chocole. Do you know it? No. So it's Basque spelling. It's T-X-A-K-O-L-I or something. Yeah. But they sometimes spell it phonetically, Chocole. So C-H-A-C-O-L-I. It's like a vino verde. Okay. So it's a lowish alcohol, 8 to 11%. Spritzy, high acid, comes in white, red, and rose. And I thought, I'd forgotten about this style. And this is the thing about Europe, it reminds you. And I actually Googled it, and Dan Murphy's have one. Oh my God. But the thing is, Chocoli is something that you can literally throw an ice cube in and chug at the end of the day. That sounds yum. Um, you can have it at lunch, you can have it any time. It's an aperitif. My little sister Amy was completely into it, she loved it. But it's cheap. The one that I saw at Dan's, I think, was forty dollars. 
I'm not sure if I got over. So it's not right. it's not worth buying for forty dollars. It'd be interesting to see. I th- I think big prediction. Oh, it's it's the like pe- the new thing. It's the pet net of the 2024 summer. Wait, so explain it again. It's how's it made? So Vino Verde is means green wine. Yes. So it's it's very popular in Galicia, so that northwestern part of Spain, leading yeah. to the coast and into Portugal, where they can't ripen the grapes. Okay. So it's Lorero, Alvarinho or Alvarinho. Yeah. Um, often they get them to about 8%. It's, it rains a lot in the Basque Country, so they pick them early mm. and they bottle it really young so it's got spritz in it. Okay. So it's high acid, light fruit, um. People outside of the Basque region don't consider it a wine. They think it's just it's just trash. Yeah. It's a style of wine that I'd forgotten about but is has its place in life. Okay. All right. So that's sort of my fun fact. Okay. So keep no, your that's eye a, out that's for a good one. And I reckon we should make something like that and um, make it the Chicole summer. Chicole, the summer Chicole. Do you know what? It, it really rolls off the tongue nicely. It sounds great. People will buy it just because it sounds I know. fun to say. And when you spell T-X, it's like, hello. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. Uh, what have you been drinking? What have I been drinking? I had, when I was away, a Bierzo, um white Spanish wine. I had okay. dinner with um, friends of mine. It was very, very weird. I went into the local odd bins. I didn't know what to buy. I was going to buy champagne. I thought, no, no, it was quite warm, London muggy mm. weather. And saw this and thought, oh, it's Godillo is the great variety. So yeah. it's, you know, we've had Godillo before. Yeah. Lemony and the moderate acidity. And I thought it's nice and refreshing. I knew Jane was making vegetarian food. I turned up for dinner and Philip had bought exactly the same <gasps> wine. When you pick something like that, you do not expect that someone else will have well, bought the same thing. Well, it was interesting. Thing. He went to the Oddbins and said, I've got a wine-loving friend over, and they picked it, and I picked oh it as well. Oh, God. Worlds, worlds collide, or so things align. That, yeah. You know, Philip went in, made the effort, said, I've got this wine person coming over. And I'd brought with me a um, – we'd been to the borough market that morning, and I had bought a chunk of cheddar cheese, 17 pound for a chunk of cheese. It better have been the best cheese that you've had in your entire life. And it was a small producer from Somerset in England. It was all that. And he was a really lovely guy and he was really nice to us and really, really rude to the American who was really rude to us. So he put her back in her place. So it was good. (laughs) Anyway, on to Malbec. So Malbec. Argentina. Keen for this. These so quick history of Argentina. Argentina obviously is in South America. Mendoza is located just on the other side of the Andes from Chile. Mm-hmm. So it's in the Andean rainfall shadow. Mm-hmm. They don't get a lot of rain, but they get all of their water from snowmelt. Oh. So Mendoza is informed by a lot of rivers. I think there's five major rivers of which Mendoza is one of them. There's the Tupangata, the Tapunya. There's loads of them. And they also have a number of bores. I think there's like over a 1,000 bores sunk that go into getting subterranean water. So water's not an issue. It's snowmelt. So the Andes, it snows. Summer happens. Snow melt. That must be a crazy variability between summer and winter. Then, if they're making, but you're only Malbec irrigating like in summer. Remember, 
But I mean, it must be so hot in summer to make Malbec. Yeah, it's a it's a continental climate, semi-arid in some parts, in the northern parts, like San, towards San Juan. Um, but altitude. So Mendoza itself, downtown Mendoza, the city, yeah. is, sits at 800 metres. Yes, it's so elevated. And we think... Eden Valley oh, at four fifty. It's cute, isn't it? It's so cute. So that is <laughs> the stuff we think, like the mountains and elevation. In that Australia. is the <laughs> lowest part of Mendoza, and then mo- the, within that there are sub regions, and there's a lot of vineyards now at altitude. It goes up to about twelve hundred meters. There's some at fifteen hundred. The Mendozans, the Argentinians, believe that because they are at such high altitude. The sun develops the perfect anthocyanins and phenolics in the wine, so it makes for deep colour and perfect balance. And it was interesting when I was reading the reviews of one of these wines on the Dan Murphy website, someone said these wines are high in resveratrol, which is a colour component. Someone said that in a Dan Murphy's review. just, Just wait, because they're grown at altitude. Oh, my God, who is saying that? They're right. But how cool is that? Whoever wrote that, well, hats off to you, mate. Oh, you need to join a wine club or something. Yeah, I know. It's like they have all this passion and knowledge they just want to talk to someone about and they're like, I oh, know, I'll, I'll put it on the Dan Murphy's review and someone will be very cool. <laughs> so well, I've got – it's a sort of a quality tasting um, the first one I've got is Santelmo. And could you actually do me a favour and turn that around and see if that's a pinnacle one? Yes, it is. Yes. So I thought Santelmo is um, a barrio, a, a suburb of Buenos Aires, where um, there's lots of dancing and everything. It's all very colourful. And what's their dance that they do? The Not flamenco. Flamenco. No, I don't know. My God, I wanted to do it for our winning, but Pete wasn't up for it. Anyway, um, what's the famous one that they do? Mm. Oh, Flamenco is the one tango? from Spain. Tango. Yeah, it's the tango. Yeah, yeah but the bull. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. San Telmo is a suburb, and that's what made me think. This is, um, I think this is about $10 a bottle. Yeah, it's 10 bucks. And I just wanted to see what it was like. I'm expecting it to Malbec for me has that mulberry plum fruit character. There's licorice. There's a, there's a, the tannins are sort of Shiraz-ish like. They're mm-hmm. sort of round and soft and gentle. I mean, this is everything you just described on the nose. Yeah. And that's what I expect from, that sort of entry level, they're looking yeah. for something that is purely representative of the Great Friday and that is a delicious drop. Yeah. Beautiful colour. Not bad for 10 bucks, seeing as it's being imported. Mm. That's. I would suspect they possibly import this in bulk. Yeah. And then bottle it here. But it has, it's got that licorice, that plumminess, um, no evident oak, high alcohol. You don't normally get a wine that is super varietal and regional for 10 bucks. I don't know. Well, I think it's regional by the fact that it's made in that classic yeah. Argentinian Mendoza style. I guess style. Argentinian yeah. rather than like I mean, specifically. where else would you say, oh, that is a classic Langhorn Creek Malbec? Yeah, yeah. true, 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 true. You'd be going, I think it's Malbec. Yeah. It's got to be Argentina. So you're kind of connecting the country and the, the Great Friday. But that's a 
really good drop. My late father would love this. Yeah. Can't complain too much for 10 bucks. If you're not sure if you like Malbec or not and you just want to dip your toe in. It's variously expressive. It's not complex. Mm-mm. But it's not meant to be Mm-mm. at 10 bucks. Um, the fruit's more on that little bit of cooked fruit spectrum. On the nose, it's quite fresh. I think it's a little bit more cooked fruit on the it's palate. <laughs> it's cooked. But on the, the nose, it's pretty fresh and... Fairy tannins, they're like... Yeah. But, but for 10 bucks, 10 this bucks. made in massive volume. This will yeah. be from downtown Mendoza on the flats where they have the uh, this overhead system so they can get loads and loads of grapes per you know, numbers of ton, 30 ton per hectare. Yeah. They're irrigating the shit out of it. <laughs> um, it just needs to be variety expressive and they've achieved it for $10. So do they irrigate with lake or river water? Snow melt. Oh, snow melt. Yes. Wait, so they, the snow melt doesn't just do it. They are, they take it and oh, use it to canal. irrigate. Sorry, yes, I didn't explain that. So yeah. what happens is all around the vineyards there's a whole series of canals like we used to have in the Murrumbidgee irrigation area yeah. in the MIA in yeah. Griffith and stuff. And so all the, they just open up a sluice gate and they either store it and then use drip irrigation, hmm. um, which cool. is more and more what they're doing because there's – Less snow because of climate change, mm. um, and they don't get a lot of rain. Their biggest issue is they often get hail at in March at vintage. Huh. It's called La Piedra, which is um, translates as the stone hail. Yeah, I was there one year That's for bad. the Fiesta de la Vendimia, which huh. Ricky Martin played. Oh, that is so fun! I was so far away that he was like a little Ricky Martin doll, but um, <laughs> we were all getting the Vita Loca to Ricky that you were. Martin. That's when he was like really at his peak, <laughs> and the concert it just opened up and hailed, and everyone just <gasps> sat there, and it was rocks. It was literally well, massive. If it's rocks. that bad, though, that's really bad for a vineyard. Can they do anything? Yeah, if you have a look at the vineyards, they've got that um, shade cloth over the top of the vineyards. Do they, the roll, do they only roll it out when it starts nope. hailing or it's just there all the time? But a Permanent shade fixture. cloth would take away from the sun. Yeah, but there's a lot of heat in. You can get shade cloths with different infiltration a little bit by sun, like sunscreen. Wow. Yeah, it's all very okay. sciencey. That is very cool. Argentina. So the next wine is a Santa Julia Reserva Malbec. Um, this is from the Valley de Uco. So right. Uco is a sub-region of Mendoza. So you've got the whole of Mendoza. The mm-hmm. Mendoza city area is the flattest, lowest altitude. At 800. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Valley de Uco is a little bit um, sort of – it's a valley, as the name suggests, but it's at higher, slightly higher altitude. So okay. we'd expect a slower ripening, a little bit more colour, moderately cooler mm. and Mendoza itself is the warmest part um, and the, to use the term Reserva and this is why I bought this wine because in Chile and Argentina this Reserva and Grand Reserva have no legal oh. terminology whereas okay. in Spain yeah, you know it has to be a minimum of blah yeah. blah blah and whatever region. In Chile we used to laugh that Reserva meant that you used um, oak staves and Grand Reserve and <laughs> use barrels. This says it was aged in oak barrels for 10 months. It is black with a very distinct purple Yeah, but edge the to nose it. is red fruit. And this oh. is what you get 
at that slightly cooler, higher parts of elevation. Like it floral is. and perfumey as well. It is. If any of you know raspberry whiz fizz, <laughs> it smells like a raspberry whiz fizz oh, to me. I feel like that's doing it a disservice, though. Oh, I love lovely. raspberry whiz fizz. Oh, it does. It smells. It, I think it smells like fresh red flowers, and it's got that mulberry bit. It mulberry smells, violets. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautifully balanced tannins. Twenty twenty. So very young. Um, how much was this? I don't have my phone on me to bring up the receipt. Eighteen. Yeah. Crazy, huh? The acid is completely that, that extra eight bucks has provided structure and just deliciousness and length. Yeah, like. Big steak on the barbie, and this is the thing about Argentina, is they they drink, they they are very um, loyal to their to their domestic production. Mm. So for a long time they didn't have to export, but then with all the economic BS and pegging the dollar to the peso, anyway, they they rely on export now. But when you go to Argentina, do not expect to eat salads or vegetables. That is delicious. Uh, that is still not as big as I would expect, though. Like, that is a real pretty version of a Malbec, I think. I find that really refreshing. Like, I love it. Yeah. But I, I think it's a prettier, whereas I think I expect more, like, chocolatey ripeness, maybe even more cooked fruit or something in a big Malbec, whereas that is pretty. It's delightful. It's real. It's almost like... I think it's got a lot of dissolved carbon dioxide in it. I think if we shook that, that would have a fair amount of dissolved carbon dioxide. It's, it is. It's pretty and fresh. Yeah. Um, Which is not really what I'd expect. So reserve it. They said 10 months in oak. It's a 2020. Um, that would age really well for 18 bucks. <sighs> 18 bucks. I mean, delicious. Who? There's, um, there's some kind of secret. Right? James Suckling gave it a 92 for, oh. for what that's worth. <laughs> Good on you, James. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, that's a good one. Let's keep going. So now we have two producers, the same producer, Zuccardi. Zuccardi. I think this is Valley de Uco as well, is it? Yes. Or is it my – uh, Yes, um, the next two are Valley de Uco. Okay. So this is a producer. One is called Zuccardi A, entry level – their entry level Malbec at twenty one ninety nine. So we're expecting a pretty serious wine at twenty one ninety nine. The next one – the Zuccardi Q is $31.99. So I'm expecting more oak. Evidence. Are they the same vintage? Probably not. Uh, no, 2021 for the first one, 2020 for okay. the more expensive. So they're both incredibly dark in colour with that distinct sort of purple edge. This smells like peanut butter brittle. Man, not the peanut butter, the brittle part. Like it's almost caramel-y. Slightly reduced. Yeah. Just giving it a little, needs a little bit of air. I mean, the bottle is not very environmentally friendly. No. No, when you shake it a bit, it comes out, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fresh. It's just been bottled pretty young and it just needs yeah. some time. Don't Certainly don't hold that against it. And by the time you let it sit in your glass for half an Ooh, hour. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice nose. It's got some very similar elements to the second one with that prettiness, that sort of floral yes. element and that red fruit. There's definitely mulberry, plum. I get a bit more of a brambly fruit in mm-hmm. here as well. 
I think it's a bit more blue fruit than red fruit. Mm. But not cooked jammy fruit. Yeah, it's not jammy. But it's bold. It's big. It's tough. Those tannins are very big. They're big tannins. But uh, this is more Malbec for me. Like, don't get right. me wrong. The, the second one is maybe more in line with what I actually enjoy drinking. <laughs> but, like, this one is for me, like, this is what Malbec is. Yeah, this is Malbec. I mean, this is $22. This is pretty, you know, it's not a cheap wine by Argentinian standards. I think I pronounce it weird. I say Malbec. Malbec. Instead Malbec. of Malbec. It should be Malbec, right? But that's a Melbourne thing. Like we say Melbourne instead of Melbourne. Everyone used to pick on me in Adelaide for the way I spoke. Apparently they say pool. We say pool really funny. Pool? Yeah. Oh. They say you say pool. Oh. And like, no, we say pool. Oh. And if you <laughs> actually hear a Sydney sider say it, yeah. we do say it funny. Yeah. Well, we know. They do. Clearly. We yeah. say it correctly. Oh, clearly. Um, if I had a steak, I'd want this one. I know. Yeah. And they do a morcilla, which is a blood sausage. Morcilla oh. mm, with that. Ew. <gasps> it's so good. I mean, if any of you have been to Argentina and you've seen the the big animals, al palo, mm. so basically they get a, a cross, like a crucifix, and they <gasps> the animal's dead. <sighs> and they splay it out on the crucifix so you've got – the feet up and one end, and they cook it slowly over coals. It is the most amazing. The gauchos do it, but we used to do it in Chile as well. It is fantastic. Pete wants to get a Jesus. parlo made here. If we didn't already get them last episode, I think they're gone now, the vegans. <laughs> well, you know, the vegans Talk might have liked a non-alcoholic wine. <laughs> I'm, cruci- I'm not crucifying. It's a dead animal. Still, that's a terrible image that you've just conjured. It's worth it, mate. <laughs> just talked about foie gras. At least they don't force feed the ducks anymore. Um, so on to another thing. Have a, have a nice steak that you don't know where it's from. Yeah, but, like, it's um, the bitterness lovely. is comparable to, like, a big Brosson Chiraz, I would say. And, yeah, but it needs a bit of air. It needs a bit of time. It's something that I would actually open, probably decant. decant. yeah. And then serve once the, the big roast beef came Once up. again, like the value here, this is 22 bucks. I know. So I want to see what – we're jumping up 10 bucks now. Whoa, this is – What dumb. do you reckon? I'm expecting more oak. Again, it's a little bit reduced. <laughs> I need a little bit of copper in Not there. Not as one. much as um, the last one. I get a bit from this. this I think my glasses are a bit dodgy, back. though. Look at them. They're not really red wine glasses. No. This floral, this mulberry's back in this one, the red fruit. Mm. It's fresh. It's pretty. Soft. The salmon's are beautiful. There's definitely like there's a vanilla undertone to all of that wine. Mm. That is something that I would lay down. I wouldn't even go near that now for 32 bucks. Whoa. That's so big. It's huge. And it's too young. It is too young. It's it's the, the tannins are great, but they're they they're not they haven't all come together and it's something and this is the thing, we we're very good at putting Australian wines down because we know this is thirty two dollars. I'm not saying go out and buy dozens and dozens, but buy a couple of bottles and just hide them from yourself. Yeah, give that a few years for sure. And then just give it a couple of years and see how it, it goes. I mean, as we become a more mature market, it'd be lovely to see something someone like Dan's doing something like where they're bringing in older 
clients of this. No, but of this quality from overseas. True, we have a lot from Australia, but it would be nice to see a bit more fun stuff like this. There is so not enough. I mean, I know that's expensive and there's not a market for it, so I I know it's not a good business model. But it's, um, I mean, I know because we lived in Chile and we went to Argentina. I had to go to Argentina every three months because of my visa. Oh, eight years. Wow. Got my permanent visa six months before I left. Oh. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in Mendoza, um, hanging, hanging out and eating really sushi. Huh? Yeah, you get very sick of meat. Mm. I've got mate here. A friend of mine you went would. to Argentina if you want some mate. I, my pregnancy palate is just so... I can't do bitter in that. I'm so It's not. Yeah, don't listen to the pregnancy powder. It's not bitter. It has very big, (laughs) firm tannins. Huge tannins. That need time to come together. If you want to see how it will start to soften out, get the Zuccotti A. Yeah, Because that is just soft and delicious. In fact, they're all. Great wines. Pretty good. I mean, Santelmo, I wouldn't. Buy again, but great value. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Santa Julia, definitely. Yep. But maybe not for teaching because it's not agree. purely expressive. Yes. Zuccardi A is Argentinian Malbec. Yep. But it is 21 it is. nearly $22. And then the last one, definitely buy, but special nights. Yeah, agree. Um, if you want to go out and buy for educational purposes, go A, probably, because you can actually drink it now. <laughs> but um, if you just want something like a cool take on Malbec that's pretty and I yum. was amazed how there was a, like there was choice. Yeah. There was choice. And not this I haven't exhausted I the choice. That. Like I got to choose, okay, this is what I want to show. It wasn't just, oh, take whatever we can off. Mm. So clearly it's having a bit of a, a moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to San Telmo, is it the Argentinian restaurant? Yeah, that's big at the moment. People are loving it. It's probably the meat a lot was to amazing. Do. Yeah. The wine list. Oh. Uh, but good, good for the reds, but not very good for the whites. And gotcha. I know that they—that's not their fault. It's what's available in the yeah. country. I know yeah. that they do far, far better. But um, yeah, the meat was extraordinary. Nice, cool. Well, that's Molbeck for you. Um, that's it for us for the week. We'll we'll be back with you next week. Yeah. Don't know what we're Don't doing, know what we're doing but we'll um, you know. we'll come up with something fun. We promise. <laughs> Until next time, enjoy your next glass of wine. Drink well. <laughs>